One of the most famous lines from davening is that God who makes peace in his heavens will make peace for us and for all of Israel. Now you have to ask the question, what does that mean God makes peace above? Why does he have to make peace above? What's the issue? So the sages explain in the Medrash that there are two angels, both angels of the Jewish people, but have very different agendas, very different um, propendencies. There's angel Michael, who's the prince of water and chesed, and Gavriel, Gvura, the angel of fire and, and, and strength and discipline. Although usually fire and water don't live in harmony and one extinguishes the other, nevertheless, they do not extinguish one another. So the fact is you have Michal who's pushing for chesed. Chesed is symbolized by water, just like water goes the way gravity goes, it goes downward and goes from a high place to a low place. And in spiritual terms, this means just the flow of energy, chesed. Fire, whose nature is to go above, flow up against gravity, represents spiritually the thrust of gvura, severity, the withdrawal of the flow of life force. Not the flow, but with the withdrawal of the flow, so that it should not flow in a generous manner. So these attributes, Michal and Gavriel, are, are opposing forces. But when are they opposing forces? Only when they are in their pristine, their pristine state. In other words, when Michal is pure chesed and Gavriel is pure gvura, then they cannot merge. But Hashem oses shalom b'mromav. He makes peace. How? By revealing a light that's greater than both of them. That light that's greater than both of them, the infinite light, will merge the two. If you remember when we spoke in the first section of Tanya about achdut, about unity amongst fellow Jews, that the two of us don't get along only when we see each other as opposing forces. But when we get deeper, when we look at the source of where we both come from, which is God, then there's no room for our position. We, the only reason we fight is because we forget of our common source. So too, Michal and Gavriel are then shine the light which is deeper than both the attributes, and that brings peace. Once the individuality is nullified, they don't oppose each other. Gives an analogy. The intense, let's say this huge enmity between two high officials. But if they're in front of the king, the sovereign, they're, they're friends. Why? Because they're both nullified. We're talking about real king, not, you know, not the game of politics. When they both really appreciate that they're in front of something much greater than them, then they both lose their agendas and they're able to then be tempered and mellowed. That energy that tempers and mellows chesed versus gvura is what we spoke about also in chapter 32, rachamim, compassion. Remember, let's say you struggle to feel chesed towards somebody, you really despise them. What did we say is the magic to, to get there? Go through the road of compassion. Think about them and their circumstances, develop compassion, and the compassion 
will break down the gvura and will open the flow of chesed. And that's why compassion, rachamim, is called teferit, beauty. Because it's made up of the two colors, white and red. You're acknowledging the person's issues. At the same time, you're giving them. But you're giving them in a measured form based on what they truly need. And therefore, in general, when it, we refer to Hashem, the Yud, the Yud, the Hei, the Vav, and Hei name, when, it's, when it appears unqualified throughout the Torah, it actually indicates Tiferet, the level of compassion. Whenever we use the name Kel, Aleph Lamed, that is Chesed. Elohim is Gvura. And Havaya, Yud, Hei, Vav, Hei, is the essential name is Tiferet. Why? Because that is the ultimate revelation beyond Chesed that creates the submersion and the healthy balance between the two.